Awesome. Beautiful. Oh, welcome everybody. I am so excited to greet you today and I'm glad that you're joining us. It's just so wonderful to be able to connect and I am looking forward to this time all week long and I just want to say happy Easter and thank you for joining us today. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray, spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. We are a spiritual learning center located in White Rock, South Surrey, British Columbia, and we envision a world that naturally expresses love. And so we practice and teach tools for transformation, authentic self-expression, and conscious living. So wherever you are on your path, whether you're struggling or soaring, there's a place for you here. And our Sunday gatherings are a balm for the soul, a place to be comforted and inspired, a place to open up to divine love and inner guidance, a place for clarity and aha moments. And I know that connection with your soul, spirit within you is the most powerful way to navigate all of life's ups and downs. And so I'm so grateful that you're here today. <sighs> so, although how we serve looks very different right now, we are more committed than ever to be here as a source for spiritual nourishment and as your spiritual community. And we want to thank all of you who have given to our organization throughout this very challenging time. Your gifts and your tithes and your offerings are supporting this crucial work in the world. And I think it is just more important than ever. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for giving and thank you for being here. I am just so excited uh, to welcome you for today and what we have in store for you and as we take a little breath we're going to transition what a beautiful experience and it is it is from this place of self-compassion and forgiveness and grace that we enter into our talk today, this day that is Easter, when Christians celebrate the resurrection of Jesus three days after being crucified by the Romans. It's also right in the middle of Passover. This is a Jewish eight-day festival commemorating the emancipation of the Israelites from slavery in ancient Egypt. Both traditions are a celebration of new life and a new experience of liberation and freedom after some of the darkest experiences one can suffer. So they remind us that no matter how dark the night, the light returns. And no matter how much fear, grief, or pain that the heart does rise again. I grew up in a Christian 
tradition where Easter was a very big deal. We didn't have a lot when I was a kid. Uh, money was pretty tight um, in a single mom household raising three girls. Uh, but every Easter, we had a new outfit. <laughs> I remember one year, she made us all outfits out of the same fabric. She bought us new shoes and new bonnets. We didn't normally wear bonnets, um, only on Easter, <laughs> but we were adorable. And we were also thrilled about having candy in an Easter egg hunt. So today we look toward these themes of resurrection and emancipation in order to raise our consciousness, thereby liberating ourselves from the grip of fear. And I want you to notice that I didn't say eliminating fear. Um, we are currently facing a global pandemic of epic proportion, something that most of us have never seen the likes of before. And so I want to preface everything by saying that fear, especially right now, is normal, natural, and also to be expected. But fear doesn't have to rule the day. It can, however, be a call for faith. And one of my favorite acronyms for faith is face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. This is what we're going to do today. We're going to face everything and raise consciousness and, and let us answer the call of fear as a sign to cultivate hope, compassion, and courage. In preparing for my talk today, I did some research. I decided to look up hope on the U.S. National Institute of Health Library of Medicine. I thought, let's look at the research. What does the research say about hope? And I found a fascinating article. It's uh, written by a man named Steve Kalori, who shares his firsthand experience of schizoaffective disorder. Born in 1986, in rural Massachusetts, he began losing his mental health in college. And his experience left him feeling lost and confused with a dysfunctional mind. He left college and moved back home and he struggled to function and fell into a deep depression, spending most of his time alone in the basement, playing video games or watching telly. At about age 25, he decided to make an effort to improve his life in any way that he could, and he began treatment. And he says, I quote, 
I began facing my fears with the help of my doctor, who is still my doctor. I initially never had very much hope, but after a couple months of therapy sessions, I noticed some small improvements." End quote. These small improvements created a foundation for growth and an opening for hope to enter into his experience. And with the support of his doctor and during treatment, he began to explore the power of faith. Now, Steve didn't have any faith in a divine presence or power. And, and so these discussions that he had with his doctor, it was surprising to him to find that um, faith can come in many forms. And here's what he says about faith. My doctor helped me realize my faith is firmly rooted in my ability to move past adversity and improve the quality of my life. For several dark years, I couldn't picture myself living the life I enjoy today. My faith in my ability to improve gave me hope. End quote. So the hope that was born out of his faith and dedication to improve his life was the foundation of his success. And he's had an abundance of success. So he's published 19 first-person accounts uh, on the Schizophrenia Bulletin put out by the Oxford Medical Journals. He writes fiction about mental health and stigma. He's published his memoir titled Experiencing and Overcoming Schizoaffective Disorder. And in fact, while I'm here, I'm going to copy and paste this into the chat. Uh, for those of us who are joining us live, that's the name of his memoir. He writes a column for the Good Men's Project. He's a guest lecturer at Harvard Medical School and many other schools and programs. And he works at a hospital providing in-services, group counseling, and peer support. Wow. Steve has turned around his entire life. Isn't that incredible? And he's doing all of this while still having this diagnosis of schizoaffective disorder. And here's what, what uh, he has to say. Courage is the ability to face something that can potentially be damaging in some way, shape, or form. Courage always has a source, and my source has been my faith in my ability to improve and the hope that I'll be successful. For a while, it was hope that propelled me forward, but after several years of work, that hope has developed into confidence. I have gotten to the point where I have so much faith in my ability to psychoanalyze and nullify issues from schizoaffective disorder and trauma that I look forward to finding them. I still encounter adverse emotions and other detriments while facing trauma and schizoaffective symptoms, but I have the knowledge I'll have eliminated the issues and improved my life once I've faced the diversity. 
this has encouraged me to search for issues within my psyche, end quote. Steve is actively searching for any issues that might be lurking underneath the surface. Why? Because he knows that when he faces them, he has the ability to work them out. He knows it isn't easy. He knows there's discomfort and unwanted emotions, but he does it anyway because he has faith in his own ability to improve. So while my research didn't turn up the latest uh, numbers or empirically tested results around the impact of hope and faith and courage, it did turn up this amazing, powerful, personal story and reflection about the ability to live the life you want to live built on hope, faith, and courage. So today, I want you to consider, what do you have faith in? And absolutely, yes, this faith can be in a higher power, in a divine presence. It can also be faith in humanity. For example, I have faith in humanity's ability to adapt. We have such a strong will to survive that I know that we will change and adjust to meet any challenge. And that many new ways of living and functioning, how we do business, how we do healthcare, is going to emerge from this pandemic. So today, what do you have faith in? I want you to take some time and I want you to write it down. There's power in writing down who and what you have faith in. Remember, face everything and rise. Writing down what you have faith in will support you in processing any and all fear and anxiety. Ernest Holmes tells us, and I quote, faith is built up from belief, acceptance, and trust end quote. In building faith in our lives, we identify what we believe and then accept it for ourselves and trust that it will come into our experience. So using my previous example, I believe in humanity's ability to adapt. Then it follows that I accept creativity. And I trust that new ideas are coming forth through me. And so you can do this for yourself as well. So let's review these questions. I have three of them for you. This first one, what do you have faith in? This second one, are you willing to accept it for yourself? The third one is, what are you willing to trust? What do you have faith in? Are you willing to accept it for yourself? And, are you, and what are you willing to trust? 
These are the three questions to take into your spiritual practice this week, to take into meditation, contemplation, and your journaling. Face everything and rise. So as we continue to face this global pandemic, I want you to know that your soul is expansive and naturally expanding as it seeks its authentic expression. It is consistently breaking barriers and limitations. This happens both individually and collectively. And riding the wave of your soul's growth, you can use the Phoenix process as taught by Elizabeth Lesser in her book, Broken Open. It's right behind me. And I talked about this last week in my talk, so you can go back and find the recording and listen to this more in depth. But essentially, the Phoenix process is when you face a difficulty, instead of running away or resisting, you allow the old to burn in the fire. You stay present with an open heart until the new you, the you you've always been, which is this fusion between who you were and who you've become, emerges as a new expression of you that is different because you're more yourself even more yourself. This is the Phoenix process that we can use to support us during this time of radical becoming. Change is happening so fast right now. And um, I want to share a little bit of what Elizabeth Lesser says about being broken open. While I am never safe from breaking, I am always protected by spirit. Over and over, we are broken on the shore of life. Our stubborn egos are knocked around and our frightened hearts are broken open, not once and not in predictable patterns, but in surprising ways and for as long as we live. The promise of being broken and the possibility of being opened are written into the contract of human life. And certainly this tumultuous journey on the waves can be tiresome. When the sea is rough and when we are suffering, we may want to give up hope and give in to despair. But brave pilgrims have gone before us. They tell us to venture forth with faith and vision. That's from, that's Elizabeth Lesser in Broken Open. It's on page 276, uh, in case you want to go back and read it again. It's right at the very end. Because in her book, she is launching us to venture forth, to face everything and rise. And, and she has a blessing for you that I want to share, share with you today for all of us. Because 
it has now been four weeks since I've been quarantined. And I'll tell you, there are some days when it is hard. Right? And today might be one of those days for you if you're used to gathering with family in this gorgeous new weather or you'd wished you could celebrate your daughter's birthday in person. But I have this blessing for us. I'm going to read it. It's from Elizabeth. You might even want to just close your eyes and let it sink in. Like let it comfort you. I'm going to do that for myself too. When you feel yourself breaking down, maybe you break open instead. Maybe every experience, may every experience in life be a door that opens your heart expands your understanding and leads you to freedom. If you are weary, may you be aroused by passion and purpose. If you are blameful and bitter, may you be sweetened by hope and humor. If you are frightened, may you be emboldened by a big consciousness far wiser than you fear. If you are lonely, may you find love, may you find friendship. And if you are lost, may you understand that we are all lost and still we are guided by strange angels and sleeping giants, by our better and kinder natures, by the vibrant voice within the beat. May you follow that voice, for this is the way the hero's journey, the life worth living, the reason we are here." End quote. And so today, as we celebrate renewal, we replenish our spirits by restoring our faith, cultivating hope, and becoming new again. And so it is. I invite you to turn inward and to take a breath. I take a moment to turn toward the warmth of truth that is a living, breathing presence of the divine that is at the source of all life everywhere. I know that it is pure love. I know that it is deep compassion. I know that it is infinite in its giving and that it is everywhere present all the time. And so I remember that it is present right here, right inside of me, right in this ever-present moment, within and all around me, in each and every moment, that there is not a place where it isn't alive and well. And so I open to this truth. 
I align myself with this truth, allowing this power to fuel my every word. And so what I know of this moment, of this day, of this time, is that there is only one thing happening, the expansion and expression of God. That this divine life is living, alive and well. And so I take a moment to remember that even when I cannot see the light, that it is there. And that it is time for it to shine brighter and brighter, just as the spring reminds that life, life is blossoming, is growing, is pushing out from underneath the depths of the earth and rising toward this bright blue expansive sky. And so I know that this same power exists within each one here right now. That there is a divine power and presence that is moving, that is growing, that is blossoming within each one. And I know that it guides each one perfectly to the highest and best expression, to receive the exact right support that is needed to, to, to tend to this beautiful life. I speak a word of compassion and grace as the fear melts away. I know that there is a bright opening right here and right now for courage and faith to move forward, to expand forward. And I recognize that the strongest thing in the world right now is love. Love for oneself love for each other, love for our furry friends, love for the awakening, and love of life itself. And so I'm grateful for the ways in which it manifests and grows and blossoms. This week, this day, this moment. I'm grateful for every shift in consciousness that has deepened the experience of love and faith. I'm grateful for every courageous step. I'm grateful that the next step is only one step. I'm grateful that no matter what, God is right here. I'm grateful to be in community, to metaphorically hold on to one another. God's got this. And I'm so grateful to know that this is temporary and that the permanence of truth rises again. So with a heart filled with love and joy and anticipation of what's to come, I release my word, the word of spirit spoken through me, right into that divine law of mind, knowing it is absolutely already done. I say yes to its perfect unfoldment, letting it be, and so it is. Mm. Oh yes, we have a couple of things couple of things to say here and now.
coming at the close of our time together, I want to say that even though the world is facing a global pandemic, we remain steadfast in our mission to awaken humanity to its spiritual magnificence. In fact, I'm more committed than ever. We are working harder than ever. And I want to invite you to join us in this mission by donating anything you can to our website, uh, csl-whiterock.com slash donate. Uh, it's super safe, secure, simple. You can do a one-time gift or set up a reoccurring gift and become a committed giver. Oh, we just appreciate any gift you can give, any and all sizes, because it just makes such an important difference in our organization and in our experience of one another. And we do have a few announcements as well. I'd like to share with you some of the ways in which you can be supported throughout the week and not just on Sundays. So I'd like to invite Jill to, to unmute herself and actually, perfect. And tell us a little bit about what you're offering, Jill. Good morning, Cassandra. Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter, and it's wonderful to see your beautiful faces. And for the ones I cannot see, I know your lovely presence is very much in our hearts. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm getting all teary. That was so beautiful, Cassandra. My goodness. <clears throat> I just wanted to share with you that on Tuesday mornings at 9.30, we have a meditation on Zoom. And it runs probably until about 10.20, 10, 10, and during this meditation, we do a, a check-in, so we have an opportunity to just check in, and it's a short check-in with each and every one of us. And the next thing we do is I do a reading, and then after that, we go into a meditation. And my meditations are few words and lots of space, and um, I even have a silence of probably five to six minutes. So if this is something that you would like to experience and share with us, we would love to have you. So um, the website, uh, the link is right in the newsletter. I don't know if I've got it right here. I'll try and put it in. And um, if you want to join us, we'll see you Tuesday at 930. Thank you so very much and have a beautiful day. Thank you so much, Jill. And in case you didn't catch it, Jill uh, facilitates those guided meditations on Tuesdays and our other licensed practitioner Tamara every Thursday in April at 3.30 p.m. on Facebook. Tamara goes live with a guided meditation and, and that then is recorded and it's on our Facebook page and in our videos uh, channel there on Facebook so that you can connect with Tamara live on Thursdays at 3.30 while she does that and or you can look up on our Facebook page to get guided meditations anytime you need it. Um, anytime you're feeling that fear come up, look us up, grab a meditation and, and have that moment to tune in. And speaking of, of connecting um, and growing together, I wanted to let you know that I'm writing a brand new course on connecting and healing through change. While change is inevitable, especially right now, we can use change to awaken and to answer the call for spiritual evolution. 
So there are six modules that I'm writing and together they, they form the transformational process. And you can take each one of these modules, um, you can take all of them or you can take just the ones that really speak to where you're at right now. Um, if you do register for all of them, then you'll get one free, um, which is wonderful. And of course, this class is gonna be offered online. Uh, but I do want to know what time works best for you. So as I'm putting this together, go ahead and type in the chat. If you were to take a class right now, would it be during the day, the evening, or on the weekend? Um, go ahead and let us know in the chat uh, so that we can take your feedback into our planning process. And you'll want to be sure to be on our on our email list because you'll get all of that information. And when registration is open you'll get that information through the email list. Uh, I'm really excited to um, be learning and growing with you coming up soon. It's just, it's such a sacred process. And um, that's it for our announcements today. I want to thank you so much for being with me. I just am sending you so much love and abundant blessings for your week. And virtual hugs. Virtual hugs.